Thank you for tuning in to Art to Heart, where I delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. Each episode sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans who bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Tune in for tips on tapping into your creative soul and for information about upcoming events in the arts community. I am here with Heather Clausen, a local choreographer, dancer, theater educator, and advocate for the arts. I've had the pleasure of working with Heather on several projects. She always brings a new perspective and unique ideas to the table. I'm really excited to ask her a few questions that will help us get inside her head. Welcome, Heather. Hi, Mandy. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm very excited, as I mentioned. Was performing always something that you wanted to pursue, even from a young age? Yes. I would say that my passion started at a young age, definitely. Um, I was fortunate enough to attend Weiser Park. As ooh, ooh. a child, yeah, absolutely. And that was back when, before the dance collective did the programming there. It was the Fort Wayne Ballet. Um, and I danced at my studio as well. But just having that opportunity to further my dance training in multiple locations, uh, it just really made me realize that I could probably do this if I wanted to. And then as I kept going through, uh, you know, drama club in middle school <laughs> and high school, um, I started to realize that I could combine all of my interest of dance and theater into an actual college major. I could then pursue it into the future. So, yeah, I would say that from a young age, I, I started to piece it all together. That's amazing. Can you tell us a little bit more about your dance training and theater education? Yeah. Um, so, growing up, I danced here in town at Northeast School of Dance. I also trained at the Fort Wayne Ballet for a little bit. Um, and then I went to Ball State University with a major in dance, and then my minor was in technical theater. So we did a lot with uh, costuming and lights and sound and design elements. Um, but my my emphasis in college was dance performance, and Ball State's a really strong modern and ballet training program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of my strengths are in those areas, but I've always loved tap and musical theater Mm -hmm. so I've always found ways to keep those as a part of my training yeah and that's good because it makes you more well-rounded always good to be well-rounded and it's really cool that you had the technical aspect too because that's really helpful being a performer but understanding the other side of it yeah absolutely you have the opportunity to dance and choreograph with Fort Wayne Dance Collective's touring company Tell us about this company and how it differs from the other dance companies in our area and even in other cities. So the touring company as it stands today, how many of us are there? Like, hmm. I feel like there's 20 or something. Yeah, like, it's huge, which is amazing. Um, and the thing that really makes it stand out, I think, from other companies, especially in our area, but from throughout the country, is the fact that It isn't exclusive to people from one genre of dance. So while, yes, we might have pieces that are more ballet in nature or more hip-hop in nature, it's not full of people who are classically trained in ballet or who have studied for years and years and years under master hip-hop artists. So um, it's really nice to have the collective voices from people who have had extensive training in multiple genres of dance. Um, And I think it it really produces a, a unique product when you know we're self-choreographing and contributing to choreography um, and it allows everybody to grow and expand as artists too being able to work with people from different backgrounds yeah I would agree I think 
it was really interesting for our show this past August. I was on the stage doing a more hip-hop style contemporary dance. And just knowing, like, my training growing up, uh, I would have never, ever thought (laughs) that I would be on the stage doing that kind of dance. But Yeah, it was. You had a really interesting and meaningful piece in the performance that I was mentioning um, this past August, uh, the Collective Expressions performance that we had. Can you tell us about the piece? Um, It involved the company and our youth company, and uh, this was a debut, and just go into that a little bit. Yeah, so the majority, I think, as we find in most companies, um, even across the country, the majority of our touring company dancers are female. Um, And then, at least last year, everybody in Pineapple Dance Project was also female. So I wanted to do this really huge all-girls piece, as I called it for for short. Um, But ultimately, the piece was inspired by a piece of music that I had found, which was from the movie Suffragette, um, which I have not seen, and (laughs) and I'm like the worst person. But um, so I found this piece of music, and just reflecting on everything that was happening just in my life and in in the country with um, multiple groups of people um, feeling different forms of oppression, it made me realized that I could take this idea from suffragette of women fighting for the right to vote and apply it to today. Um, Because I think there's a lot of these ideas in history that we find reemerging and that aren't so unique after all. Um, So I really just wanted to, to pull together a large group of women and find a way to express that if we all work together, we can really uplift each other. Um, and I, I hope that's what came across. It was a lot of fun to do. There were a lot of people. I usually don't do pieces with that many people. So it was a fun challenge for me, too. There were so many bodies on the so stage. So many. <laughs> but it made it more powerful because then um, there were more souls and more energy mm-hmm. and all of that. And it really was a stunning piece. And people from different backgrounds, too. Like exactly. We talking about. Yeah. You also have had the opportunity to choreograph for both Three Rivers Music Theater and for Fort Wayne Civic Theater. What is it like combining your passion for theater with your love of dance? So that was actually flashback to my dance training, I suppose. It wasn't even dance training. Like my high school JA project, right? You have to pick your career as a freshman in high school and do all the research on it. So that's when I decided and realized that I could be a choreographer and I could take theater and dance and mix them together. Um, So it's always been something that's really interesting to me because like you mentioned, I'm taking a strong, solid dance training and applying it in situations where people don't necessarily have that same training. Mm -hmm. Um, But me, (laughs) myself, (laughs) I still expect the same results from anybody that I work with. um, But I just make sure that I guide people and nurture them in a way that I can actually get the results I'm expecting. I don't demand anything that people can't accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a lot of fun. And working in theater lets me explore different, different time periods, different genres of dance. It lets me dive into research for different styles of dance um, that I've never done before. I think when I was in high school, I had to learn how to do the foxtrot because I was choreographing a foxtrot at first press theater. Um, so it's always a fun challenge, and I feel like I learn 
a lot while I'm doing it, but also get to have a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. What's your process like when you're choreographing? Um, theater for dance. Ooh, let's do both. Okay. For theater, I usually follow more of the same process. I find out what show I'm working on. Um, and then I start to do research not only on the show, but on the time period that the show took place in and the kind of people that are in the show from that time period, whether they were, you know, high class, low class, um, what area of the country they're from, all the thing that all the things that a lot of actors do to prepare for the role. Um, it's my responsibility as a choreographer to do those things as well so I can help guide the dancers and the actors through their process. Um, because as a choreographer, you're an extension of the director. Um, and then, of course, I go to all the meetings with all of the people to make sure that we're on the same page. But really, I like to do as much visual research as possible. Um, and that includes not only watching numbers from the show, from other productions, but watching numbers um, from shows that are of the similar era, um, from watching actual videos from that era, um, from watching, uh, you know, swing dance competitions that people are doing all over the country. Um, the mo most fun uh, that I've ever had doing research for a show was when I was choreographing for Rent. Um, and I had to actually watch a large amount of pole dancing competitions from all <laughs> around the world. And it's incredible, like, the amount of strength and, and grace and beauty that people bring to something that, you know, a lot of people stereotype as one thing or another. Right. So um, my process is to explore and to learn as much as possible and then take all of that and, you know, put it into the music. Because so much of musical theater is based in the music and that you have to know where every you know triangle ding is and every drum crash and every cymbal smashing together um and then decide if you want to use it as an accent or not um mm. so it's it's fun it keeps my brain moving and then for dance um because I'm so structured in choreographing for musical theater and that's the majority of what I tend to do um for dance I try to take another approach and I'll either find a piece of clothing that inspires me and then work from there or I'll find a piece of music that inspires me and work from there or sometimes I'll have an idea of a story that I want to tell start with that start with no music nothing and then go from there um so I try to pick one area and let that guide me through the process to help keep my my mind mm -hmm. open in that choreographic do you choreograph in your head or do you have to see it out, like actually do it, do improv and then let that kind of take you into like, oh, what did I just do? Or um, Depending on what I'm doing, I can do any. Mm -hmm. um, for musical theater, I prefer to choreograph on paper and I'll mm -hmm. actually choreograph on the orchestra sheet music. Mm -hmm. um, so I learned how to read music um, from working you know, performing in bands and learning and, you know, taking my piano lessons. Um, <laughs> but so that helps me a lot. And I prefer to do that on paper um, because I'm inspired by a lot of the choreographers who have done that. Jerome Robbins, if you ever choreograph the show of his, you get the entire choreographic <laughs> workbook. You get the stick figures with lines pointing to where they're supposed to go. Um, and it just fascinated me. So I try to work in that way as frequently as possible and it's just easier for me because I don't always have the luxury of being able to stand up and move around um 
but if I'm able, I'll stand up, I'll improv, I'll come up with an eight count phrase and then see how I can make that eight counts into 24 counts. And then how can I make that 24 counts into 64 counts and move from there? So just depends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so funny that you mentioned Jerome Robbins. Mm-hmm. We tried to do um, West Side Story this past semester and it's beautiful and intense and a lot of patterns and mm-hmm. it's just amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Not everything you do in the arts happens in a studio. So how do you stay physically and mentally prepared to perform while also being an active creator? So mentally, I watch and absorb and take in as much performance art as I can, whether it's music or theater or dance, um, it, it just keeps my mind moving. Physically, I'm kind of the worst. I don't go to the gym. Uh, <laughs> I do teach dance at a studio, and I teach mostly little nuggets, so I end up doing a lot of moving with them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, I just... <laughs> it's a battle. I just go and do, and I walk a lot of steps. Now I have my Apple Watch, and... Oh, where are you I at close, today? I don't know. I don't know how to actually read it, but oh. <laughs> it tells me that I close my rings a lot, so that's nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so... You're doing I'm something. I'm doing something, I yeah. guess. Yeah, but I should probably go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard for dancers because we're supposed to be cross-training and we're supposed to be dancing. Mm-hmm. But with both of our jobs, mm-hmm. sometimes we're at a desk more often than we would like. And I feel like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that position, too, especially for your hips, really tightens up everything from your knees yeah. all the way up. Yeah, I go for as many walks as I can during the day. And that's good. It, like, thins it out. To get a screen break, as I call it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite performance opportunity that you've had? Um, I would have to say, and I don't remember the year, 2015, 14, 15, sounds right. Uh, Jane Lanier is incredible. Um, and she came into town to work with both the ballet and the civic theater. And she was the director and choreographer for Mary Poppins. Um, and she's a name that I had known for years and years and years. She's an incredible um, musical theater performer, educator. Uh, she's Bob Fosse dancer. So as somebody with long legs myself, <laughs> I've always taken an interest to Fosse's choreography. Um, so I, that was a really fulfilling experience for me. Um, the summer shows at the Civic are long. You are there a couple extra weeks, um, and you're there in a couple extra days a week too, uh, depending on the show. So it was it was a long process, but it was really an amazing opportunity because it gave me that much more time to work with somebody who's truly a master in her field. So that's awesome. Yeah, very yeah. cool. If you had to choose, would you rather perform or choreograph? Hmm. The question the of question. all time. Oh, yeah. Um, and I feel like it changes depending on It does. It changes. The day. <laughs> it truly does. Um, but I've always leaned more toward choreography, I would say. Um, because, especially post-college, when I didn't keep up with my dance training as well as I should have, mm-hmm. um, it became more difficult for me to perform in certain genres. And that's something that I know and I accept. Um, but I can still explore all of these areas of dance and theater and music, um, through choreography. Um, so 
I tend to say choreography. Yeah. That'll be my choice today. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. One of your most recent projects uh, outside of the performing arts world, in a sense for you, um, but still very actively involved in the performing package of this is the Indiana Dance Festival, mm-hmm. where you serve as a steering committee member. And you bring some really crucial knowledge to this committee from a special experience that you've had at Jacob's Pillow. And I was hoping that for the non-dancers who listen to this podcast, you could tell us about Jacob's Pillow and your role there. Yeah. Um, so it's been a while since I've done the elevator speech all <laughs> for them. But Jacob's Pillow is the oldest uh, dance festival in the United States. It's closely followed by um, the American Dance Festival down in North Carolina, but it's located in the Berkshires of Massachusetts. It's quite literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, When you live on site, you live in cabins. Um, (laughs) The main venue is a barn that Ted Sean um, just transformed into a theater. And then, of course, as modern technology has upgraded, it has continued to be transformed. Um, But it's, it's quite literally the the essence of dance you go there and you step onto campus and whether you're a performer a creator or just a patron you just feel the energy um and the history that that lays within the dance festival so when I was there um I went two summers I was fortunate enough to attend for two summers um the first time I was a production intern So that really allowed me to explore all areas of working on a stage crew, but specifically for dance. Every week you're assigned a different job with a different company. Um, So I had the opportunity um, to work with companies like Brian's Brooks Moving Company, uh, Wendy Whalen when she premiered her Restless Creature Mm. tour. Um, I was the crew chief working on that show as well. You have groups that are established that I got to witness and work with, like Martha Graham, who's, you know, been around forever. Mm -hmm. You have Ballet BC, um, Cedar Lake. I was actually there during what I believe was their last season or second to last season. Hmm. Um, And it was really really interesting. I had to put a bunch of pieces of paper onto a dress, and they were all, it was like, um, what's the thing where you you match things to numbers? Connect the dots. Oh, yeah. It's like a giant connect the dots puzzle, but the numbers were in any logical order. So, like, one is up on the shoulder, two's down on the skirt, three's (laughs) in the stomach, four's on the back. Like, so, you know, it was an adventure putting all those pieces (laughs) of paper onto the dress for every single show. Oh, my gosh. Um, But, yeah, so my first year I got to explore and meet a bunch of different companies um, and people who perform within those companies. Um, And the second year I went back, I was a production management apprentice. Um, so I was actually asked back my second year to help fill, um, gaps that they were experiencing, um, and, and just kind of fill in the holes as needed. So, um, if a crew member was out, I stepped in. If a company came in and they were short somebody that they needed on their end from like a load in perspective, I stepped in and helped them. If one of the venue managers was out. Um, I would step in and do that. 
learned a lot about rigging that year. <laughs> uh, it was a very new and interesting experience. Technical wizard. Um, technical wizard, indeed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really cool because you just get to hang out with fellow dancers who a lot of us, a lot of us, if we don't get to meet people from companies, right, we put them up on these pedestals, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're the principal dancer of Martha Graham Dance Company. You're incredible. And they are incredible, but they're also just a person mm-hmm. um, who's had their own experiences. So I think that was the more exciting piece of it for me is that I just got to go hang out with Doran's Dance Company in yeah. their little cabin down the street um, and mm-hmm. just learn about where they all came from. One of their tap dancers was a rocket at one point. You'd never guess that with a rhythm dance company. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's really, it was an incredible place um, and an incredible experience to be a part of. So, I can't wait to go back. I haven't been there since, I went the summer after, um, the summer after I had stopped working there, but I haven't been back since. So Are you going back? It's on my bucket list. I want to go back. Yeah. I love visiting. I'm you have going. to, like, you have to make an adventure out of it. Yeah. It's got to be, like, a week at least. Or two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go this summer. Um, we're going to be in Boston. So we're mm. going to go see Mark Morris. Yes. Yeah. I'm Mark super Morris excited. is great. Yeah. yeah. Watch out for the bears. There are bears. Bears. There are bears. No one can see, but I put my hands up yeah. like a bear. <laughs> it's true. That's what they look like, too. Yeah. They're little paws. They're little paws. They like the pizza, so. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Very scary. <laughs> well, the... Knowledge that you bring from your experience at Jacob's Pillow to the Indiana Dance Festival, as I mentioned, is very crucial because we've got a jam-packed weekend, and this is all taking place in Fort Wayne, April 12th through 14th, with a performance to kick off the entire weekend on Friday, the 12th. Then we begin master classes on Saturday and have master classes for a good portion of the afternoon. And we've got a really cool panel discussion uh, where we're going to be kind of featuring some of the key artists in Fort Wayne who do some collaborations. Now, this is not all of the collaborations at all because so I, many. there's so many. I, that's one thing yeah. Fort Wayne is really, really good at is collaborating. But we'll get to kind of hear from a few people who will be able to shed light on what they're working on and maybe how to make a collaboration even happen. Because I know that some artists are like, ooh, I don't know how to do that. And then moving into our second night of our performance, Sunday, having more amazing master classes and one more panel discussion. Do you want to talk a little bit about the panel discussion for Sunday? <clears throat> Yeah, the idea for the Sunday panel discussion is how you can continue to pursue not only dance, but the arts here in Indiana. I know that this is something that a lot of people talk about in a lot of places, um, but it's been a hot topic, at least in Fort Wayne for a while, about the retention of artists. Um, And not only artists, but just people in general, right? People who come here for college and then they're leaving. And why are they leaving? And where are they going? Um, And I think it's just due to a lot of lack of understanding how many opportunities there are and how many opportunities there are to create opportunities for yourself, not only in Fort Wayne, but throughout all of Indiana. Um, So representative from the Indiana Arts Commission is going to come and speak. There are several um, funding programs for individual artists um, through the Indiana Arts Commission 
um, that I know one of my old professors was a part of. Um, there have been several artists, uh, visual artists from here in Fort Wayne who have been a part of that program. So she's going to speak a little bit on that. And then the hope is we're assembling a panel of amazing people. We have Ending Convergence, who's going to be a part of it, mm -hmm. to just, again, talk about what are the opportunities that are here in Indiana. You don't have to leave. There are several professional dance companies here um, throughout the state. There are several training centers and facilities throughout the state. Um, so you don't, you don't have to leave. You don't have to pack up your bags and move to New York or LA to find fulfillment in the arts. So that's the goal of that panel on Sunday is to just raise awareness of all the great opportunities that there are here in Indiana. Yeah. And in my opinion, you've already started to answer my next question, um, which is why is it important that Northeast Indiana hosts an event like the Indiana Dance Festival? And for me, the retention of artists is a huge factor, mm -hmm. but do you have any other reasons just from seeing other festivals now getting to see this happen now the fourth time in your own hometown mm -hmm. yeah um no definitely retention of artists but also at the end of the day no matter where you are in the world there are the people who are in your area and the people who are not in your area um but there are always ties from one place to another um so something that i think is so important about the Indiana Dance Festival is the fact that we're bringing all these incredible guest artists who are not only from within the state, but from outside the state who have ties to the state or even to Fort Wayne specifically, mm -hmm. um, as well as all the performers. There's another company, I think, they dance a lot in Texas. Oh, yeah. Right? But they do a lot of things here in the Midwest, too. Um, so it's just going to be a really great opportunity for everybody. Um, for these people who are who are externally coming here to get to see what an amazing like culture of the arts that we have here in Fort Wayne, but then also for everybody here to realize, okay, if I do go somewhere else, I can find success just like all of these other people have. Um, but selfishly, I hope everybody stays. Don't leave. <laughs> Don't leave. <laughs> well, maybe you can help um, with that a little bit. I mean, obviously, we've heard all the cool things that you've accomplished so far, um, which is enticing, and everyone should stay and try to be like Heather. Plenty to do. <laughs> what do you have going on in 2019? Oh, 2019. Besides touring company here at the Collective and the Indiana Dance Festival, of course, um, I'm super excited they just announced so now i can officially talk about it too um i'll be choreographing the fort wayne premiere of frozen junior at the mm -hmm. fort wayne youth theater and so that'll be at the end of 2019 which is perfect timing after maybe disney will love my plug for them right after frozen 2 comes out <laughs> but mostly i'm just super excited to see it um so yes that's coming at the end of the year um and then in between i like i said before i teach at a studio so we are gearing up for competition season now. I also judge for a competition, so I travel on the weekends during this time of year frequently. So keeping busy for sure. For sure. Always so busy. <laughs> so what is next for you? Where Where do you hope to see yourself in the next five to ten years? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a that far out planner um mm -hmm. mostly if I can make it through the next week I have found success <laughs> uh, that's awesome but 
I anticipate, um, I anticipate still being here, at least within five years, still being here in Fort Wayne. Um, at my job, there's a lot of really exciting things going on. Um, and I hope to see them through their fruition. I know that's vague, um, but stay tuned and keep your eye on Arts United and the Arts Campus here in the coming years. Um, but I don't know. 10 years? That's very far away. That is. Maybe I'll be in Florida, at least on a vacation. <laughs> like, so hopefully, where there's like, an... if I could be one of those snowbirds, but like retire super early, that yes. would be great. Um, but we'll say in 10 years, I'll be on vacation in Florida. Why not? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make it happen. Yeah. Avoiding. 2029. <laughs> the snow apocalypse. Jeez, this yeah. weather's crazy. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone trying to pursue a career in the arts? Oh, this is the one where this is going to sound terrible, but my gut instinct answer is always don't. Um, (laughs) And I don't mean that in a negative way. Um, I have just personally found that when I actively pursue things, I find a lot more challenge and difficulty in making them actually happen. Um, But when I just go about my life and I do my thing, things just kind of, the puzzle pieces click together and things fall into place, which um, I guess at the end of the day does end up making a career in the arts. But it just seems like it's, for me, it's always been like this backwards approach to it. Um, But my more powerful words of wisdom, (laughs) so I don't leave everybody feeling disheartened because I don't mean to do that at all, um, is really just to gain as much experience as possible, Mm -hmm. Um, but not only in what you want your career to be in. So say you want to be like us and you want to be a dancer, (laughs) please don't just take dance classes because yes, that is great. but you will also benefit from, even if it's on your own off of YouTube, trying to learn how to play an instrument. You know, draw a, p- draw a piano on a piece of paper and learn how to play the piano off of YouTube. Go to a Philharmonic concert. Go to a theater production that either has dance or doesn't have dance. Um, the more arts you can soak in, the more it will allow them to shape whatever career path it is that you're hoping to take. So super words of wisdom from me there. Oh, I yeah. love that. That's great. <laughs> Where can we find you on social media and catch up with all of the things that you're doing, have done, stalk you a little bit? I'm not going to lie. This question made me sad because like five years ago, I would have say, said Twitter because I was such a Twitterholic. Oh, no. But now I'm not. So it like makes me sad that I don't get to, in my first podcast, I don't get to say follow me on Twitter. I mean, you can, but I don't post there anymore. <laughs> um, I'm super active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My handles for everything is Heather Claw. That's my nickname is The Claw. Um, yeah. Yep. So, uh, but I'm, I'm on Facebook too. Just not a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. Mostly Instagram. Find yeah. me on Instagram. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts today. Um, I even learned some stuff and I thought I knew everything about you. <gasps> so I was excited about everyone. Always, always. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll have to have you back to learn even more things. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah.